You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Who is your mentor? Who are you mentoring? What happens when the two of you take different paths? Big questions for a big episode. I'm super excited to have this episode. We are Systematic Geekology, your priest to the geeks, and I'm joined with some of my favorite Star Wars fans, favorite Star Wars fan hosts on this episode. We're going to do a deep dive in one of our favorite characters who've pretty much become a legacy character at this point, Asaka Tano. Yeah, we're excited. And, you know, guys, we... um. We ask a question at the beginning of every episode just to kind of tease and warm people up and to get people thinking deeper because that's what we do here on Systematic Ecology. And I was really tempted to do kind of like a, a whiny uh, geek voice uh, asking the question, but how does she fit into Revenge of the Sith or the original trilogy? But I didn't want to sound condescending or troll Star Wars fans because this uh, character, uh, Ahsoka, has been uh, controversial. And uh, grown out of that and have some character uh, development and character arcs that have brought her to become uh, a fan favorite. So we're glad. And and she's got her own uh, TV series coming up pretty soon, live action. And so uh, she she's always a mainstay in kind of Star Wars fandom. And the hype is growing uh, to next year, her having her own show. So, so we're going to talk about her a little, little more uh, character deep dive, if you will. And uh, I'm joined with uh, Joshua or Josh with the good opinions and hello uh, <laughs> and and TJ and TJ. Oh, how are you? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, let's just jump right into this episode. Let's not beat around the bush. Uh, TJ, we'll start with you first. What was your first encounter with Ahsoka? My first encounter with Ahsoka uh, mm-hmm. was the series premiere of Star Wars The Clone Wars in 2009. Okay. Yeah. So you, just, you skipped the movie. You skipped that 2008 movie and went right into uh, the Clone Wars animated series. That was your yeah. introduction. Yeah. I missed the movie when it came out. And then everybody was talking about the series at school. So I was like, okay. I watched right. the series. Yeah. And your first impressions of Ahsoka? I, you know, I didn't really think much of her at the time. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they had to add someone. It's cool. <laughs> Right. So they, they're, they're expanding their universe. They added a new character. Um, Josh, how about you? What was your first encounter with uh, this character? So my, my first encounter was probably like right after my family got uh, like uh, cable TV for the first time. Cause I, I grew up, we just had four channels, you know, yeah, right. when I was, when I was really young and then eventually we got, we expanded out. So it was probably some random Clone Wars episode where I, where I just turned it on and went, Oh, that looks cool. And then was watching it because that fun facts, Clone Wars, Star Wars, Clone Wars is my real my real launch point for Star Wars. Yeah, I had maybe seen like a Star Wars, Star Wars, like the actual episode four, as they call it nowadays. Yeah, like once before that and maybe and only in like passing. Yeah, many such cases, so. many such cases. Oh, yeah, that's very much in my generation. That's like, yep. Clone Wars. Very good. <laughs> well, Let's watch the other stuff. I, I mean, Still okay. yeah, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, it's no secret that that's my main fandom and my first geekdom ever as a kid. And I'm just turned 50. And so like Star Wars is almost 50 years old. And and so like, 
every decade, every generation has their Star Wars jumping in and jumping on point. And so I, I'm talking with Josh and TJ who are in their 20s. And and yeah, it makes sense. That's the generation where like Clone Wars has has uh, is the jumping on point. That's that's the gateway into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad yep. for like the younger kids uh, like today. They get rebels, which is fine. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't feel that bad for Rebels. Rebels is pretty good. Resistance. But though. for Resistance, yeah. I pity I pity Oof. the Oof. people growing up on Resistance. Yeah. See, I love it. As like the older statesman in systematic ecology, who sometimes can be like a curmudgeon, who'd be like, kids, get off my lawn. I, I'm now talking to 20-somethings who are now looking at younger generation and go, ah, Resistance. Because there are other points in my Star Wars fandom where I felt the same way about other things. And some of it revolves around the Clone Wars, revolves around – uh, the prequels, and so every generation of Star Wars fans has this, its love, its entry point, like its nostalgia, and it also like looks at other kind of decades or eras or, or points and kind of say, "Oh, that's I, I feel sorry for you if that's your favorite." But but yeah, like you're right. There's there's parts of Star Wars we love, and parts of Star Wars we're like, eh, "I'm not so sure about." And and it's interesting that it spans so many years and so many generations, and that it still has legs. It's going to keep going. Is is yeah. It may have some stumbles along the way, but but it has legs that it's going to keep going. And Ahsoka is a perfect example and icon of of how that can happen. How can they develop and grow and and and, and grow legs and run and and have mainstay with all that? Um, yeah, I like to. Sometimes I think of it as like you know the original original the original trilogy and the prequels were like Darth Maul before he mm. got his legs cut off, <laughs> right. and then the Clone Wars is. When Darth Maul got his robot legs, yeah. it's just going to keep going. I like it, this. It's not going to die. You you think they're dead, but they're not. They're coming yeah, back. Like, oh, that's it for Star Wars. And even if you think it's dead and not going anywhere, then it might come back as a force ghost and mm-hmm. lead you in different directions. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll share a little bit of my, my history. Like I, So I'm an original trilogy guy. It was my first movie that I saw in the theater. And then, um, and then you know, after Return of the Jedi – you know, us, us Star Wars fans were like, we had the novels, we had the comic books. We didn't ever, ever think there'd be another movie. And then there are rumors of the prequels. We saw the prequels. We were like, oh gosh, we had kind of a love-hate relationship with the with the prequels and what they did there and, and kind of the growing pains or the vision of George Lucas and what the, the stories we created in our head and the stories they told or didn't tell with our expectations and all that kind of jazz. But then you know, even after Revenge of the Sith, we're like, I guess that's it. What what else is there to be told? And then eventually you get the 2008 Clone Wars animated movie. And we were like, sweet, more Star Wars. They're going to fill in the blanks. Um, but even before that, there was that like um, the the star, the the Clone Wars. The uh, Gindy Tartakovsky movie. Exactly. Those oh, little yeah. short clips of the Clone Wars, like we were like, what? That's it. Let's expand those Clone Wars episodes and fill in the blanks of this gap of what that could look like. And that kind of stirred up the fandom to say, here's some stories that could be told in the Star Wars universe. And then you had the movie. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That that was amazing. And I th- that's on that's on Disney Plus now on 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 the Star Wars. You can find all those episodes um, under Legends uh, yeah. on that. And and. Uh, it's a must watch. I, I love it. For sure. And then and then you have 2008 with the movie and you go to the movie and, and that had mixed reviews. It did not get great reviews because we weren't quite used to the animated style, the storytelling, what was going on. And then we're introduced to Ahsoka 
in this movie and people were like lost their minds they were like well where would how could anakin have a padawan oh my gosh like she didn't show up in revenge of the sith so what happened what is going on she's annoying she's just a young kid character she's whiny and i was like well, was it luke whiny in the original trilogy come on and and so so you kind of built with that and even though that um movie was uh met with mixed reviews it still introduced her as a character to expand uh you know, George Lucas's thought of like, I have daughters. I want a strong female character. I want to build uh, some different character here with strong female characters. Let's see what we can do here created by him. And then we get to the Cartoon Network anime series that you guys talked about as kind of the entry point of his own series. And then Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, you start fleshing out like and, and really expanding what the Clone Wars look like. And that's where her character really, really true truly grows and, and expands. Uh, Josh, like what, you know, you, you saw that initial um, like Star Clone Wars episode on Cartoon Network. Was was it then something that kind of lured you in that you had made it like appointment television? Um, again, when this debuted, we didn't quite have like streaming and 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 all that jazz or, or binge anything. It, it came out on a weekly basis. Yeah, it definitely became like, oh, this is the time slot. Okay, let's watch that. I definitely, I definitely, you know, being a young, young boy, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, the clones, this is so cool. And the battle scenes and everything, the tactics. And it's like, oh, this is fun. And then as the, sh the show goes on, you get all the different characters and their stories. And then and you have Ahsoka, who starts off as, you know, almost kind of a background character. It feels like she's like a plot device for Anakin until she isn't. Until suddenly, she's very important. She has a very good story. Yeah. She has motives. Mm. Yeah. And she, yeah, she does end up being, I think, uh, the best character in all of Star Wars. Ah, there you go. There's a hot take, everybody. Boom. Yeah. Drop that. Hey, hey, TJ, I think you need to fire up that lightsaber for that hot take. Ahsoka's the best character in Star Wars. I can only slightly disagree. <laughs> my, my second place is Obi-Wan. So. Okay. Darth Maul. Take that. Okay. I, I will give third to Maul. That's a respectable top three. So uh, that is. Him. Yeah, that is. And, and, and as a lifelong Star Wars fan, like I, of course, my first love is like that first movie. And I loved uh, Luke, Han and Leia. I mean, that's my tr that's my trinity of, of fandom, you know, and, and Chewbacca right there in the midst of it. Um, but as you build on these characters and you start looking at, yeah, yeah, Darth Maul, super rad. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, young Obi-Wan and then Ahsoka, man her character development and what she, what they brought her through in the storytelling. And I really think that's when, you know, Dave Filoni, who was a uh, director, uh, writer on the Clone Wars animated series, uh, that was his baby and really developed her throughout that series. And, and yeah, like like most stories, yeah, you have character development. Like my own life, me personally, dude, I do not, I'm sure if I hung out with 13-year-old Will, he'd be super annoying. But hopefully I've had a character development over the years and, and brought me to where I am today to become more nuanced and more depth and hopefully more maturity and that that happens within the stories we love too and it, yep. and it happened with ahsoka yeah and as far as like things to empower his daughters we are blessed to have ahsoka because if you're not like a if you're just a star wars fan you're not you've not delved into any of george lucas's other works uh he wanted to make star wars for his daughters like a girl's version of star wars which is crazy uh but it's also nothing like star wars it's called strange magic and everyone I know that has seen it hates it, except for me. I think it's great. It's like a musical. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's like a fairy kingdom musical. I don't know. 
Most people think it's pretty bad. I like it a lot. Where do you find that? Because I, I have it on DVD. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure I, if it's on a streaming service. <laughs> it's like the holiday special is buried somewhere. But like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like George Lucas has his hits. He has his misses. And and yeah, like how he wants to create for the kids, his children, his own. You know, he's always dabbling. The 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 you know, Say what you want about his writing or directing. But in terms of the world building and the universe building, the imagination, the magic that goes along with it, it it's it's uh, yeah there, there's nothing like it it is on like disney it. plus by the way is it really okay yeah. dude oh, we're not in recommendations out. what's it called strange magic strange magic 18 oh, percent on rotten tomatoes oh yeah 18 those are some numbers that's a good you know that's a good movie anything under 30 that might be the best movie you've ever seen you never know you never know ah i love that but uh yeah and so yeah, know, will, yeah go ahead joshua go ahead josh that's it you know you mentioned will uh Dave Filioni or Fioni, however you pronounce him. Yeah. Filioni. Yep. Uh, and how he, it was his passion project really in the Clone Wars. And I just, he's everything I see him do is just instantly. I'm, I'm on board. Listen, like watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one of the people who, whenever they're actually working on one of the star Wars things, uh, with one exception, I'm like, okay, it's going to be good. It's actually going to be good. Cause his hits are star Wars, the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian, and the Bad Batch. He also did, in fact, do Star Wars Resistance, but we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> I don't think Resistance is that bad. It's just not anywhere near as good as the Clone Wars or the last two seasons of Rebels. Yeah, it's just even more of a kid's show than the others are. Yeah. yeah, and I understand Disney's like, hey, you have different entry points. How are we going to make Star Wars for each generation and lure their end to the big story? Yeah. And if Resistance was there like attempt to say we're going to really you know boil this down and try to lure some kids the problem is you're going to have all star wars fans kind of look at it and be like what are, what are you doing what are you trying to do and so you know all of us try experiments every now and then in our kind of creating of content to be like oh okay that didn't work let's let's move on and do something else but um but yeah feloni yeah his his work like he, he earned that trust in clone wars and mm-hmm. so that when he tries other things you're like i'm gonna try that and he really understands the I think he understands the mindset and the vision of George Lucas and then, but also understands the fans he's dealing with and how he can expand that and, and, and tell a good story. And he definitely did that with Ahsoka. And I, and I agree. So you have the, the Clone Wars and then you go into to Rebels. And that was, again, a, you're, you have Disney's acquisition of Star Wars and they're creating you know, a new trilogy and trying to do their best to make a, make a, a new movie, a new blockbuster and new characters. But then again, they're, they're playing around. They, they kind of ditch the prequels. They, they ditch the clone wars. They want to do their own thing, but eventually they're like, no, no, okay. There's a big fan base for, for the prequels, a big fan base for the clone wars. What do we do? So they set out and they created their own with rebels and brought Filoni in. And, and within that you have the clone troopers, you have a growing rebellion, uh, and then, and then there, there's a way that they pull in, pull in Ahsoka, um, ha- seeing what she did in the Clone Wars, and then what she did in, in Rebels. What you guys being fans and kind of your entry point of the Clone Wars animated series, how do they do with Ahsoka in the in the Rebels uh, animated series? I like her in Rebels. She's cool. She's mysterious. I, I just I might have to rewatch it specifically for Ahsoka because mm, I, I really yeah. did get caught up in like Hera and Kanan and Ezra. And, I, you know, at those last couple of seasons, I was really all in for the Rebels crew. I was like, you know what? I love these guys. These guys are great. <laughs> That's because I watch things to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to be too critical. 
But I did like yeah, her, her storyline. You're definitely a role model, TJ, that has rubbed off on me when it comes to like keeping keeping your expectations in check or being a good steward of your expectations and going in and having a good time. And it doesn't mean you can't be critical or be like, eh, it wasn't for me. But but yeah, going in like I I'm I'm gonna go in and have fun with this. Um, Josh, how about you? What, what Ahsoka in, in Rebels? What does that mean for yeah, you? Yeah, I love seeing her a bit more grown up. I, I also like her her role as Fulcrum, the whole kind of undercover secret agent kind of shtick that she had. Um my my main thing was with with her portrayal there, and even more so when she gets to the Mandalorian, um, is just it seems like they're kind of getting rid of a lot of her character. I, I, I mean, I'll expand upon that. So in the in the Clone Wars, the the, the Clone Wars series where she's really from, basically that's that's where all of her character development takes place. Yeah. You know, she starts out as just a Padawan, just another another Jedi Padawan, and then she gets disillusioned because of partially because Anakin's her mentor and she that's a hard thing to to be for anyone but <laughs> partially she just gets the the experience she gets a lot of the experiences that Anakin does about how oh look the Jedi Council aren't that great they have a lot of issues mm. but rather than An- taking Anakin's you know route that he eventually takes she kind of just decides you know what no I've I understand enough about the force and I understand um, I found some older force teachings and she basically leaves and goes to do her own thing. She was the perfect setup to put great, like gray Jedi. Like she, she basically was a gray yeah. Jedi. Mm-hmm. She's, um, and then it just seems like they, they throw that out by the time you get to Mandalorian and she's just, she's just another Jedi again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's gotta be like some level of survivor's guilt, you know, it's like, Oh, all the Jedi are dead. Yeah. Whoops. I guess I'll mm. do that now. <laughs> survivor's guilt that yeah that's good great great phrase yeah i mean in the clone war she was framed uh she escaped mm-hmm. they try to invite her back into the jedi order she has this kind of like you know deconstruction uh disillusionment that's kind of buzzwords within uh, christianity right now like she's a perfect example of someone who's like look i am i've been hurt by this organized religion uh and you're inviting me back in only to be hurt again or or whatever no no i'm 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 done. I'm going to move on. And it doesn't mean that I'm separate from the force or that I don't believe in this mystical understanding of the binding of the universe or that all things are held together uh, with a certain principle and, and, and mysterious force. Uh, but, but I'm not going to be a part of your institution anymore. I'm done. And, and so they had to kind of find their way again. She doesn't, she in the gap between the, um, uh, the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, you got to find a way to hide her or that she, why she's not in Revenge of the Sith, why she doesn't show up, why, why Luke is the only Jedi in the original trilogy. You got to find a way to either kill her off, which that was always kind of teased lured or, or put her in the hiding or she's a secret agent or, or um, take her off grid somehow. And so they did their best, I think to, to do that in rebels. They do explain why she disappeared while she's gone, uh, why she's, um, you know, kind of a black ops spy or, or removed off the table. And then I think Mandalorian has, um, is finding a way to bring her back in, or at least in her own uh, live action TV show she's going to have next year. Uh, they're going to explain, you know, her next level or where her next chapter is in terms of her character and why she was in the main plot line of the original, original trilogy. Yeah. That's something that Filoni is super, super good at is writing around previous content because uh he made the entire clone wars series and didn't let anakin and general grievous meet a single time wow yeah so that one line would work in Impressive. revenge of the sith 
<laughs> yeah, they Which, they know what they're doing. They're the pros. Huge fan of that. Yeah, I'm I'm very glad he's both writer and director on the upcoming Ahsoka series. That that sounds that's good. Yeah, yeah he I really. Agree. I feel like he understands. He seems like the best case scenario of a fan that is writing for his fandom. Mm-hmm. Like that's what everyone yeah. thinks they could be if they were writing Star Wars. <laughs> but you're not. You're not him. <laughs> I, and I want to throw out one one last little applaud to Dave Filoni sure. before we before we drop that. He's probably listening. He also, He's probably listening. So Dave, here yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yep. Dave, Dave, right for you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. He also directed Avatar: Last Airbender, the, yep. the anime. Ah, he yeah. Did, he did a few a good few episodes. That's yep. amazing. I did. I did. Just, you reminded me of that. That's right. That's right. And what a man. What a what a man. <laughs> he understands cartoons, man. He does. Yeah. And live and, and, and and live action like he he's man the mando and all that like i think yeah you're right like um josh i think what what you have to do with her character like the build uh, her character development and then her becoming like a gray jedi an unaffiliated um you know in our in our culture uh within like religion and 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 christendom there are those who claim to be spiritual but not religious um uh, for one reason or another, uh, no judgment. But then, you know, she becomes that kind of icon or character or role model to say, like, yeah, I am spiritual, but I'm I'm not affiliated with this particular institution that lost its way along the way, and and holding on to that. Now, yeah, that might have been a little bit glossed over in Mando in in uh, in, in other aspects, but man, I really hope that they lean into that with her. Yep. with her live action TV show and they have some backstory oh, yeah. to to fill in they can do some flashbacks they can do flash forwards they they're playing with some time because she's going after Ezra there is this world between world and and mm-hmm. they, they they can play with a timetable I don't think they get too multiverse with this but but yeah they can play around with kind of her character development how she understands the force of where she stands now um on the spectrum of force users yeah it's good yeah. cuz if they lean into that gray I'll, I'll will be forgiven about like the the little you know nitpick things mm-hmm. with her being yeah more Jedi esque yeah because we the previously the best popular iteration of a gray Jedi we had was Jolie Bendo from Knights of the Old Republic two mm. which yeah, he's doesn't not he's not really a gray Jedi he's just kind of a douche <laughs> <laughs> see so. I'm I'm a Star Wars fan and like you pulled a character that I don't know about because this is from a video game. Nice yeah, it's from uh, yeah. See, there. There, there you go. It's good there though. Go. It's really good. Oh, man, I tell you. And there. You, you well, she's kind of a stand. Computer. Yeah, she's kind of a stand-in for. I mean, Qui Gon could have gone if they hadn't been killed off. Qui Gon could have gone down that road easily. So he could have maybe Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace Windu. Okay, like, Mace and, and so she's kind of a stand-in for for that. You know, this kind of um, with her white lightsabers, non-affiliated, uh, but but a kind of a gray. Great Jedi can go between both. And I, you know, my head canon, we, we saw in that um, episode of the book of Boba Fett where she shows up with um, Grogu and with Luke that, you know, kind of like Mando season 2.5 that, um, you know, I, I my head, whether they play around with that or not, like her learning from Luke, but also him learning from her and kind of getting some backstory of Anakin and the pitfalls of of that Jedi order. Again, like Luke making Grogu make a choice, like a hard choice of attachments. I was like, wait, what's going on there? I had a problem with that. I was like, didn't you, weren't you just hanging out with Ahsoka? Could she have talked to you a little bit about your dad? And, um, so, so 
I, I hope they play around with that. They don't abandon that either. They expand a little bit more. And I, I trust Filoni and, and the, that crew that maybe maybe they'll go a little deeper and um, expand that a little bit more. Yeah. My one worry is if they actually have someone go down um, like fully into gray Jedi path and hit kind of the one person who individually is balanced in the force, then they'll have to kind of acknowledge that that's, you know, I think, I think that is the answer to what, what balance of the force was supposed to mean is, Hmm. is gray, not necessarily like one in one person, but like actually like just that is the answer. It's not the weird Jedi religion or the weird Sith Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, it can still be a religion. Like it can it can still be organized. That's not really the problem. The problem is the is the fact that the light side and the dark side need to be in balance. Mm. It's very yin, yin and yang Eastern religion kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Really, I just want if they're gonna show Ahsoka getting down, I want to see some acrobatics. <laughs> if she moves, I love yeah. the way Ahsoka fights. Oh, you're talking about in the live action. You want to yeah. see? You want to see some? Yeah. Yeah, if they, it'll be hard to pull off, but I, if they do, it's going to look really cool. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I want. That's I have one expectation. It's if there if she is fighting somebody that requires both of her lightsabers, I want to see her do some Ahsoka stuff because I'm just stuff. a fan. I'm a big fan. I love the acrobatic lightsaber fighting. There's nothing there cooler than doing a backflip with a lethal glow stick in your hand. <laughs> I wanna I want that to be the kind of the subtitle of this episode, TJ. I just want to see Ahsoka do Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. And, and and you think of her like I when I think of her, she she definitely is a fan favorite now. And and in terms of the patience, like even when I think of like Disney's uh trilogy with Ray and Finn and Poe and those trilogies, they're 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 uh what they put forth in terms of things that I like and things that I don't like and things they're trying to figure out and what their experiments, you know, sometimes just be patient because there is someone who can come pick up the pieces and do something really cool with it. So I think Ahsoka who debuted in 2008, you know, in, in the, in the backlash of like, who is this person? We don't like her, uh, get her out. And then over the course of 15 years, what she has become as a legacy character and a fan favorite, be patient fans. There's, there's a thread that someone can pick up and run with it and make it cool or expand or, or do those kind of things. So all, all those options are on, on the table. There's, there's redemption out there. Um, it will be blessed or it will be redeemed and, and hopefully taken. So I, I think, um, and she's definitely one of mine. Like I have my favorite, she's, she's up there as one of my favorites as well because of what she represents and what they did with her along the way. Um, anything else about her character that you guys are like, man, this, this stands out for me. And if somebody like wanted to get to know star Wars, like how would you explain her in a nutshell or their jumping on point of how they would get to know her? I want the, I want the Ahsoka sarcasm back. Ah, Back when she was snips, when she was snips, <laughs> yeah. it was snips because she was so snippy and it was great. They, they had a very good buddy comedy relationship, uh, in like the early, they're probably the early half of the Clone Wars movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was like rush hour for kids. Yeah. <laughs> and you throw in, and you throw in Kenobi and you just have all sarcasm all the time. And it was glorious. Yeah. 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 But I, that's how I would introduce her. That's how we now. If people are like, "Hey, I'm just I'm new. I know the main movies of Star Wars, so I don't know who Ahsoka is because she hasn't shown up in a in a movie." Um, what would would you tell them to start from the beginning, or would it be their jumping yeah. on point of what you would do? You should say jump jump in at the beginning, and here's your and run with it. Uh, so I had to do this with Josh with the bad opinions last year because I he never saw the Clone Wars, and I kept telling him like he has to watch it. Just. Mm-hmm. 
give it like three seasons and Ahsoka won't be so annoying anymore. Yeah. And it won't feel like as much of a kid's show. But that's how I would tell it to most people. Like, watch the first couple seasons, just get through it. Because yeah. it gets way, yeah, way that, better. And that's the and that's the grace it needs, because the, the first two seasons, at least, were really designed to be more of a kid's show. I mean, it was Resistance before Resistance was. Mm. But they kind of realized, hey, this is getting a lot of traction from older fans. And also, because of release schedules the fans that were made are are growing up into it. And so they just drag the story forward with the age with the fans and it got more mature over time along with just more story. Yeah. And less of a kid's show. The analogy there or like what the, the example is, is kind of like Harry Potter, you know, it started off, you know, more of a kid's book and the kids were younger, but as those books moved on, as they got older, as the movies progressed, they became older, you know, became more mature, became darker. You, you deal with harder things. And, and the same thing goes with this. Okay. If you're going to end up revenge of the Sith and your, your mentor, uh, your, your master per se is going to turn to the dark side, become Darth Vader. You, you gotta, you gotta figure out how, how to get to that point. Um, unless you kill her off uh, or, or you want her to last um, in, in other aspects of, of kind of star Wars expanded universe, uh, you gotta, you gotta work through, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy now. You could Google what what's the best um, uh, Ahsoka episodes and, and they'll give you a list or you hop on Disney plus and they have the series. They're all lined up for you. Um, and, and they made a point that when they created a new clones war, a new season of clones war, clones war and the bad batch and other things that they're, they're making it real easy for you to um, jump in, which leads us to, did you guys watch, um, tales of the Jedi yet? No, mostly. I haven't. I've been oh. gaming too much. Oh man. I have, I have mostly seen it. Yeah. And, and I do think they put that out there. There, it kind of goes between two story arcs. Um, and there are short stories, uh, filling in some gaps of, of they're the, very short. They're very short, but well done. The animated's great, and it's not necessarily kids' show. There's some dark aspects of it, but filling in some yeah. of Ahsoka's backstory, and then Count Dooku's backstory, and a young Qui Gon Jinn, and they know that there's an Ahsoka series coming out, uh, live action. So we're going to feel a little bit more of her story and build on her to keep that kind of fandom and hype going. Uh, but I thought it was super well done, super well done. So I was looking at some stuff, and so it looks like. Um... There was there was an, an Ahsoka novel that was just it was, that was just called Ahsoka mm-hmm. that came out back in 2016. Um, that was a lot of the stuff that that is now being produced for her. So like the stories about her in Tales of the Jedi, and um, some stuff that might come up in the show. Um, but it's like but it's funny because the uh, the last season of Clone Wars actually retconned like half of the book back out. Right. So they, they decanonized the book and then are just drawing from it as, as, as reference material for the stories coming up. Yeah. So this, this could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if you guys have read the book because that's out there too. I have not. I had not read the book. Um, but that's definitely some of fandom and listening to other podcasts and reading articles that some of the stuff is like there's so much content they have different people in different camps it's like not all of it agrees perfectly 100 percent. so which is right which is canon which is legend what happened what didn't happen you kind of confuse folks and when when tell the jedi came out and some of these stories are like well, what about the book because it said this in that book um but but one podcast listened through they wasn't necessarily a religious 
podcast, uh, but they were like, they, they confessed to be Christians and they were like, you know, I kind of see it as the synoptic gospels. They, they tell the story of Jesus and there's some, there's some nuance there. There's some differences there. They don't always agree on how everything happened perfectly. They're not harmonized. It, um, and, and the church knew that from the beginning. They're like, you know what, as long as we have the main story beats um, and, and it's in the same character of, of who Jesus is and what he told, we're going to bring these in because we want to expand uh, who Jesus is and why he matters. And so, you know, you can kind of see all these stories. It's kind of like they're, they're, they're canon, but, but hold it loosely because they might tell a different nuanced story in the same way that if you asked who is Will or, or man, that day I went surfing with Will, you know, if you ask a couple of my friends, they might have a different take on, on, the, same, on the same story or it might sound a little different. And, and that's what's fun with this. Yeah. What is it canon? Is it not? Um, yeah. Th- those are questions that linger, yeah. that keep keep people tied into it. Yeah, I was just about to say that we need like a Vatican Council for declaring what is canon and which parts of which stories are canon. Mm-hmm. We need a Vatican Council for Star Wars. We just need to get a, a highly qualified group of Star Wars fans. Archbishop Filoni. First Council of Archbishop Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, Pope that's Lucas it. the first. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think there are like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure even the Vatican Council they have their, they have their cardinals and their bishops, but then you have priests doing, doing things. You have priests that that do right, and some that are like want to do their own thing, and they have to be reprimanded. So there, content that gets gets to be put out, they got to run through something. But yeah, I love the whole canon or legend or did it happen or not question. I think that keeps me. I think it. I think it keeps it interested. It frustrates some people, but for yeah. me, it keeps I need it to know if Darth Bane is canon. I need uh, to know that. Yesterday, I need to know that four years ago. I th- think he is again. He's, I know he's like pseudo canon. I know they refer to him in a Clone Wars episode. That's what I'm saying. He 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 definitely exists. He definitely exists, but how much of it? What are we dealing with? That that's what I need to know. So Dave Filoni, uh, we know you're listening. If you could um, email TJ, uh, he reads his emails. Don't try to hit him up on social media. He's not really there. He just kind of goes, but, but like, yeah, email TJ, um, whole church, systematic ecology yeah. and, and let yeah. him know. Uh, I'll make or, an or, exception though. If, if Dave, if you do DM me on any social media platform, except Facebook, answer that. I will answer. Yeah. yeah. That'd be if fun. I notice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hey, I'll answer you too. Hey, send me a letter. I'll, yeah. I won't I won't ignore it. If you want some consultants on how to take certain things, we we have thoughts. We have ideas. I have several. Yeah. I will write you a handwritten letter back and you won't be able to read it, but I will <laughs> I will engage on, on what on that level if you want. Yeah. To. I know cursive. Oh man. Hey friends, that I, I hope that you've gleaned a little bit of what um who Ahsoka is and what she means to Star Wars fandom uh, with us sharing a little bit of her story. Uh, as we said, there's a lot of content with her out there um, when it comes to the animated series, books, uh, comic books, uh, movies, shows. She's there and she's not going anywhere. She's she's only going to expand, become more popular, especially with Rosario Dawson um, playing her in the upcoming show. Um, any other, as we lean towards the wrap up, when it comes to this show in 2023, whenever that happens, what is something that you really hope uh, that you see? Of course, being good steward of our expectations as TJ uh, uh, models for us. What are, what is something? What are your hope? What are your hopes for this TV show? I want snips and flips. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I want snips and flips. Yes. Let's get that trending. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I I just want to see proper gray Jedi stuff. That is that is my my big thing I want out of it. Yeah, I think we're going to see adventure. I think we're going to see her um, do badass things and 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 so. But I I for me who loves the legacy characters and Luke and 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 that whole squad like i i do hope they explain a little bit since they teased it in book of boba fett her hanging with luke a little bit that there's some you don't even necessarily have to have them sitting down and spend all that money on like facial uh, cgi recognition or whatever they're doing um that that i i want them to expand that a little bit of like all right where is she on the spectrum of of jediism and is she mentoring luke or not um and as as Josh said, like where where she stand in those things, and and how she where, where she's going from there, because we, she's not in the other Disney trilogy with Ray hanging out around. Um, so maybe she's an advisor, or other things. I don't know. Let's see how we how we tie her in for that. Also, I only just now realized that Luke knows Ahsoka. Like that just clicked yeah. for me. That's crazy. Yeah. And that, yeah, canonically he does. Yep. I I do want to throw in a little a little theory I heard once. Mm, um, I'm ready. It's it's not necessarily a this is canon theory. It's a this is Disney's um, breaking case of emergency under glass red button. <laughs> nice. Uh, that basically we were talking about the world between time. That whole thing um, with what where Anakin and Ahsoka are fighting and she gets rescued by Ezra. Mm-hmm. They're basically the theory goes that the storyline where she doesn't get rescued and dies is actually how you get to the sequel trilogy and that they will use, they can use that if they really want to. And if like, I don't think they will because the reception wasn't quite bad enough Mm -hmm. uh, generally for them to wreck on the whole thing, but they could break, break the glass and just say, Oh yeah, all of that was a possible timeline. And the official timeline was actually changed by Ezra and throughout the sequel trilogy. And come back. I'm not saying it would be ideal, but I am saying that would be pretty hilarious if they just made another <laughs> trilogy and like this is the one that actually happened. Yeah, and and they wouldn't even have to say it doesn't happen. They said that yeah, that trilogy happened in that timeline. That happened, but here's another direction it could have taken, and you know, almost like a huge what if. Like both of them are what if. Like let's let's go. We do it in our on our podcast. Um, it's fun to do those yeah. what ifs and and to go down that road. We're not going to like crap all over. Ray and and Poe and and Finn and say yeah what you your hard work that you did in that movie still legit because that's a timeline but here's another one that we could go down and have fun with and I, I'm I'm for that let's do it I love the what if stories I'm a big but fan honestly if it does happen I want the new trilogy to be just as poorly received I want because then it's just not fair if you know if one's really really good and one's not right right well you look at the prequels some of those were not were not really. Um, see very well, but but man, I mean, they still aren't. Att- att- yeah, but but Attack of the Clones, like, there's some that's that's their favorite. They love the clone troopers. You guys and the, see the clones and the tactics and the war and all that, and you can expand on those things. Um, people people dig it, and it and it has its fanfare, and and again has has grown legs and, and is mainstay, and has only gotten better over time. Um, and I think I think you could do the same with the present trilogy and and with future stuff too. But the most important part of this theory where they can retcon all this is then they can then say that Jar Jar was a Sith Lord the whole time. All right. I'm good on my Star Wars episode quota. I hit my, all my yeah, all If my, you're playing uh, Star things. Wars bingo with Josh, then there you go. Yeah. You just hit it. 
Darth Darth Bane's. Um, great. Well, let's wrap this thing up, fellas. Yeah. All right. So we didn't do like, what are we geeking out on or recommendations at the beginning, but we're doing it now. Recommendations. What are some things you're perhaps geeking out on and we want to recommend to our our lovely listeners out there? I got to say, I've been thinking about Treasure Planet a lot recently, but uh, that's normal. Just I've been thinking about it out loud more recently. And uh, (laughs) go watch Strange Magic. I need to know if anyone else kind of thinks it's an okay movie. You know, I am. I am. I am pulling it up tonight. TJ, I can't wait. Hey, I watched Treasure Planet for the first time like a month ago, and it was it was good. It's so good, right? It's the, nice. it's the best Disney movie. But I made my general manager watch it. She should be watching it like right now, actually. <laughs> nice. So, pretty, pretty. so my recommendation is very much one that I got off the show. I believe I believe it was Joe and Kino when we were doing an anime episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is to just watch the original Dragon Ball. Nice. It's so weird, like having like having gr- uh, having grown up um, about the same time as when I was watching the Clone Wars, I, I got to watch Dragon Ball Z, at least up through Cell Saga, yeah. the first like the, for, for a few times and got very used to that style and the characters as they are in there. And so seeing how the characters started and the radically different tone of the show is really weird and it's it's kind of fun. And it's like, huh, they had very different standards about lots of things back then. They depict a lot of things. Back in there. I was not expecting. Back in the early 2000s? Is that what we're talking? Uh, like late 90s. Oh, late 90s. Yeah, it was like Dragon. Yeah, it's old. The original yeah. Dragon Ball. I think the manga started in like 83 or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of my joys of, of this um this podcast and hanging out with you guys and what we're doing with our, our recommendation section of, of like, I, I feel like I have my, my finger on the pulse of geek, geek culture, but man, there, I hear you guys make recommendations like, Oh man, even strange magic. Like I, I think I remember that, but it, it's a distant memory and I don't, I've never seen it and I can't wait. And I, my recommendation when I'm geeking out is, is nothing that's surprising, but, but I'm really loving in Andor right now. Um, it, it is, yeah, it's, it's a slow burn. It's slow. It's three seasons. It's a spy thriller. Uh, some of the, um, it is not like fast action is not rise of Skywalker, you know, like just breakneck, like moving from one thing to Ira. It is, it is a slow burn of, of this growing rebellion and the dialogue. There, there are moments of action, but you you gotta wait a while to get there. But when it lands, uh, and hits, it's, it's really good. So I, I love it. We have, by the time we're recording this, there's only one more episode left it's it's 12 episodes and they're going to do a couple more seasons i think they're even shooting season two right now but it's it's really well done and um and and i love it so and then go see uh tales of the jedi too uh pull pull those up really really short um uh, animated series that kind of build in and fill in some story with ahsoka and of course if you have somehow listened to this whole episode without having already watched clone wars slash rebels go watch those yeah go do it go do it well, thanks, friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. We appreciate all of you. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of content, a lot of geek stuff. But you're, if you're listening to this all the way to the end, uh, we appreciate you. Share with us what you're geeking out on. Share with us on on Facebook and our website, on, on our Instagram page, Twitter. Uh, and we know Twitter's a hot mess right now, but man, it's fun. Just get out your popcorn and watch what's going on. And and always a good time. BTJ and and just kind of hey, I'm gonna have fun with this and see see what happens. But the uh, you know, you know how to contact us and 
And again, we're, we're super appreciative of all of you. And uh, we hope that you have a fantastic holiday season. And remember, share the faith, share the geek. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.